Worship in the World is a screen-free worship experience brought to you by Downtown Church. Downtown Church is a community of unfinished people based in Columbia, South Carolina. We believe in asking honest questions while we strive to follow Christ within our own communities, loving people wherever they find themselves on their faith journey. Thank you for being with us today. I know 
Welcome to worship with Downtown Church. We're glad that you're here this morning. We have entered the season of Advent. Today is the first Sunday of Advent, and the season means that we are waiting for Christ to come. Please pray with me. In the bitter chill and collection of leaves, we notice change taking place within us. Something new will emerge, something of you, God, we pray. And as culture tells the story and counts down the days, we look to unexpected places, telling the story of new birth. We find shoots of new growth from the rubble of despair. Come, O oh, come, Emmanuel. God is with us. Amen.
can I admit I fall short? Where is that place where I can acknowledge this human condition where I don't always get things right? Where can I acknowledge that my human frailties get in the way and I still have some struggles that I thought I got over? Where can I acknowledge that even though I'm a believer and I go to church, I still slip and slide every now and then and don't get it right? Now's the time for individual and communal admission, the prayer of confession for those who choose in the program. Please pray with me. God, you love us where we are and for who we are. We confess you sound too good to be true. Forgive us when we push you away. Soften our hearts so that we can receive the gift of your grace. And now hear us as we pray silently. Beloved, there's good news. We are forgiven. Let us forgive each other. Let us love each other. Let us be at peace with each other. Amen. Sorry, we were comparing shoes over there. Important <laughs> work. Uh, one announcement today. Next Sunday is our 10-year anniversary. Can y'all believe it? <laughs> we have been... Uh, yeah, it's a big deal. Not a lot of churches make it 10 years um, out of the startup phase and through a pandemic, you know. So anyway, we got lots to celebrate. Friday night, we're gonna have a party here. Um, get your ticket online if you want. And uh, Sunday morning, 10 a.m., Amos DeSasa is flying back to preach and the kids are gonna sing and you won't wanna miss. Our scripture you can find in your program comes from the prophet Isaiah, chapter 43, one verse, verse 19. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? 
I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. The word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. We continue our sermon series called What the Future Holds. Each week we lift up a value of downtown church, one that you can see. And as we live into those values together, we live our vision, which is to be a visible glimpse of the kingdom right here, right now. Today's value is space, physical, visible space. It doesn't take long walking into this space, central energy, to see what we value. Tall ceilings, lots of sunlight, steel beams and wood accents that warm the space, a connection between indoors and outdoors which blur the boundaries of what you expect, walls and doors to express our openness. It's an architectural masterpiece. In fact, just a few weeks ago, I was seated in the couches back there with a newly engaged couple who were supposed to be planning their wedding ceremony, but we kept getting distracted. The groom's eyes kept wandering to admire the sound panels on the ceiling, and and he was telling me about microwave sensors on our lights. You see, he's in commercial real estate. I didn't know our space would be so distracting for him. He has the eye and the appreciation for a well-designed building. Our building is without a doubt a beautiful one and with all things when we were building it, we wanted to lift up the talent in our community from the architect's design to the builder's master work to the carpenter, Robert, who in addition to carving all of the beautiful wood you see also cooked us a Cuban meal and talked to those of us that were going on a mission trip to Cuba about his family's history before we went. Our space, like any space, tells a story. And the story of this particular space, it goes back further than the three years that you and I have gotten to live here. This building, it was constructed as a steam plant in the 1980s and under each one of these smokestacks sat a huge boiler. Out back, if you were to look under our green lawn, there were tanks full of gas that we had to dig up and get rid of. This energy plant produced steam for the entire Bull Street campus, which was our state mental health hospital. And when the hospital was shut down, they, might, they must have just told the workers that day for when we walked in five years ago to take a look at this building, y'all, it looked like the site of a horror movie. Abandoned, there were McDonald's lunch bags just left open or their notebooks were open to the last page of operation. I'm not gonna lie, it was hard for me five years ago to imagine this building as anything other than a creepy old energy plant. If we played the game that architects sometimes play of how does this shape make you feel? Well, the dark, scary spaces and cobwebs made me feel depressed and a little scared. Fortunately, God was dreaming up something new, a vision that God had given our architects and our builders, a vision that made more sense to me once the architects heard our needs and they ran them through their brains and then through their software and then printed these pictures that helped me see what this space could be. 
a sanctuary, a place for the community to gather our physical home. Once we had those renderings, we got to work sharing them with you, with the community. In three months' time, we raised $1.2 million and we got to work renovating this building into what you can see today. And in the last three years, this space has housed indoor and outdoor worship, weddings, funerals, bar mitzvahs, seminars, artists for Africa, junior league, and so much more. Now, if you had shown this building to the six people around the dinner table just over 10 years ago who were dreaming up downtown church, y'all, they would be shocked because owning a physical building wasn't part of their initial plan, the initial dream. In fact, those initial dreamers, they were eager to imagine worship without an owning a space. They knew the truth that a lot of churches spend a whole bunch of money and time and people via committees, right, on property management. So they wanted to experience what would it be like to imagine worship and ministry without being tied down to a space. And it was fun to imagine worship in borrowed spaces. We began in the founding pastor Amos and Sarah DeSasa's backyard. And then we explored several downtown spaces, the Big Apple, Senate Street, before we landed at our first home, 701 Whaley. And 701 Whaley was an incredible home for us. We got to be a part of their story, bringing energy on Sunday mornings to their space. And it was at 701 that God gifted us a new imagining. What if a church-owned space didn't sit empty most of the week? What if a church building could be a place for the community that brings to life a diversity of events? What if someone who comes to a Christmas party here on Saturday night then hears that it's worship on Sunday morning and chooses to get out of bed and come because they've already walked through those doors? Y'all, that has happened more than once. God is doing a new thing. Can you see it? The prophet Isaiah asked this question of the Israelites as they were coming out of exile. The, the Israelites, they'd been wandering in exile through the wilderness for generations and y'all, they were weary of traveling. They were weary from packing up everything they owned and constructing a stage every week for worship. They longed for a physical home for something sturdy, something they could build with their own hands and then come back to as a safe haven to worship their creator. The thing is, often God's dreams are bigger than ours. So God asked the Israelites to dream differently than they had dreamt before. God asked the Israelites to build differently than they had before. Dream God's dreams, not just our own. And we can relate. When Hughes Development gifted us this building and the 1.75 acres of land that we sit on, there were more than a few eye rolls when we took on this church project. And without a doubt, this building renovation, it was a big feat for a church our size, for a church our age. 
And we currently have a $2 million loan that you and I, we still pay in mortgage every month. And the goal in renting the space is for the building to eventually be net neutral. It's never gonna cover all our bills and it shouldn't. But the goal was that for the maintenance of this building, we could be net neutral, that we could get back to our origin of every dollar you give going to people and ministry. And rentals, they can only be a part of what this space is used for. The majority of this time, this space houses compromands playing chair basketball and kindness camp for kids a week in the summer and home groups and staff meetings and band practice and it's a poetry workshop space during Lent and it hosts blood drives. And y'all, we are just getting started at realizing our dream of how this space can serve our community every day of the week. And our construction isn't done. One of the core values of our church is that we are unfinished. You and I, we are unfinished people. Constantly changing like the trees and the leaves around us, our spiritual lives individually and as a community must always be unfinished, open to how God is gonna change us. And this physical space is a reflection of that. When we renovated this structure, y'all, we didn't plan for any storage. Like the architects laughed at us. They kept asking us things like, where are you gonna put the church vestments? And we looked at each other like, what church vestments? <laughs> the idea that was that we would build an additional building, a storage building right next door that would house not only our storage, but our bicycle ministry called Rerun, where we take old bikes or donated bikes and we rehab them to gift them to people who need transportation. And right now, both of those things, storage and our Rerun ministry are housed across the street in abandoned building that we don't own. Bull Street owns that, Hughes Development owns that, and they've given us an easement to use that property. But Y'all know what, eventually they're gonna sell that land and we're gonna be responsible to move our stuff over to our space. Which means that we're not done, that God's not done with us, that we've gotta build. In the next two to three years, we've gotta invest in some physical space, building space for storage and our bicycle rerun, but it's really good. In fact, it's a gift of grace that we didn't build two years ago because we didn't know all that we needed. You know how when you move into a new building, a new home after you've worked and labored over every detail you get in and it takes like five minutes for you to realize what you would have done different, right? Well, we get the gift of time. We've lived in this space. We know that we need more storage. We know now that we need more kids space. Do y'all know that since the start of the pandemic, we have baptized 37 babies? Thanks be to God, 37 babies. And y'all, we were outgrowing our three kids spaces before the pandemic even started. You don't have to squint to see the writing on the wall. It's a good thing that we didn't build two years ago, y'all. God's dreams are so much bigger than our own. And it's not just the little kids, it's the tiny theologians and the youth programs that are busting at the seams that need more staff and more space. And so God is doing a new thing. Can you see it? One of our elders, Sarah Shell, she is a parent to a tiny theologian, a 10-year-old. And we were laughing about how 
at 10 years, which is what we are, downtown church, you're, you're constantly having to buy new shoes for your 10-year-old, right? And their passions are kind of all over the place. They're growing into who they will become. Well, so are we. And, and Sarah, she's leading this charge of imagining a new space next door. And she's asking the fun questions like, how will this space, how can we design it to be a home for our younger theologians? And how can we use this space to look outside of ourselves, downtown church, to look into the community to care for our neighbors? We're just at the beginning of this process. We're just at the beginning. And we've got some initial draft renderings that are gonna be up at the party. And what we're gonna ask is for you to help us dream what that space might be. We need this vision to be grounded and supported and coming from the community. And so we're gonna ask you how you might want to see that space being used. So if you're not coming to the party, email us because I wanna meet with you or an elder wants to meet with you. We wanna capture and hear your dreams because we know that God's dream is bigger than our own. We wanna hear your ideas about parking because I know you got them. But we don't wanna just think about pouring asphalt. What if we could have a plug-in for electric vehicles? How cool would that be if you could plug into Central Energy? And who might stop on their commute somewhere else here for a cup of coffee? Or what if, this came out of our rerun bicycle ministry, what if we could start gifting electric bicycles instead of torn down bicycles to those experiencing homelessness where we've learned from them that many of them have sustained injuries to their feet and they can't pedal over some of these hills downtown. What if we put some rocking chairs on a covered porch, what we're gonna call the front porch? And we, you and me, spent some time sitting out there doing that good old Southern traditional thing of talking to our neighbors as they walk by, as this neighborhood takes on life and development around us. Lucas preached last week that Jesus builds the kingdom by moving closer in proximity to each other. Y'all, what if we leverage our space to help us do just that? God is doing something new. Can you see it? We, downtown church, have never been defined by our space. The church is not a building. It is whoever is following Jesus. But we can follow Jesus in building buildings. We know that buildings are necessary for ministry. And as we have this unique opportunity to build, like the Israelites, let's not dream too small. And let's not get caught up in what's been done before Let's think about how this new phase of our property can lean into our dreams of facing outward toward the community, investing in our younger theologians that are gonna pass on faith to people, y'all, we won't even meet. Physical space can be beautiful. It can be full of energy. It can draw us closer to Jesus so long as we keep our priorities straight and we don't worship the physical space itself, y'all, God is too big. For that. You may have noticed in your seats a little packet of wildflowers. And I bet you're wondering towards the end of this sermon what the heck that has to do with physical space. I'm going to tell you. In creating any physical space, we are making visible the mystery of God. 
So as we build together, we want you to make visible the kingdom in an unexpected place. Maybe you plant those flowers in your home for your neighbors walking by, or maybe you toss them out the window when you're driving on the highway and see where they land. Maybe you find a place that feels scary and you plant there the seeds for hope. God is doing a new thing. Can you see it? Can you be it? Amalu, John, Eliza. Can you see how your investment now brings to life God's kingdom for others? Can you see how each one of our actions now becomes an unexpected gift for a stranger to find? Can we see that what we build together is not just for us? It's not just to meet our needs, it's to make visible God's kingdom for generations to come in ways that we have yet to catch on to God's imaginings. God is doing something new. Don't you want to see it? In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Doesn't matter.
unshakable, unslumbering, undeniable God, God of space, God of all spaces. We thank you this day for the word of God. We thank you for Jesus. We thank you for the companionship of the Holy Spirit. As we pray, God, today, as we consider the enhancement of all the physical spaces in our lives and in our church community, Prepare the spiritual spaces for expansion and enhancement as well. Prepare our hearts, prepare our souls, prepare our minds for the dreams that you have for us, for the possibilities that we may not see with our eyes, but we know are there in our hearts, for the opportunities that may not look like they are there, but they are truly there when we understand how you work. Thank you for God, you are doing a new thing. Even when we are determined to stay stuck in our old ways, you still are doing a new thing. We're thankful your dreams for us are greater than our doubts about us. Even as we wander and even as we are weary, you are still God, a God of nourishment, a God of love, a God of peace, and a God of joy. Though we are yet unfinished, we are thankful for growth and thankful for change. And hear us now as we pray together the prayer your son taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Please stand with me. For our affirmation of faith and Apostles' Creed, you can find it in your program. Beloved, what do we believe? I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead, he ascended to heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, 
the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. Please remain standing. Advent, y'all. Jesus is coming. Jesus is doing what he does. He is creating a new thing. So as we go from this place, this time of worship together, may the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the interruption of that Holy Spirit may it be with you and with all those you love and with all those nobody loves. Go in God's peace. Amen. If you feel compelled to support the church financially, you can give a secure gift online at downtownchurch.me forward slash give.